ladies and gentlemen, is why you are all here today. All trusted friends. And why Charlie and Tony are here today. Our American friends. To endorse the global nature of this venture. Let's hear it, ladies and gentlemen. Hands across the ocean. Okay, everyone, welcome to episode 78 of the Great Divide podcast, episode 78, hard to believe, and this is going to be a really interesting show for everyone concerned, I think, um, but before we get into that, introduce my co-host, our illustrious co-host, Fine. Hello, Fine. Hey, Tom, how are you? <clears throat> Gosh, that was a rough one. <clears throat> sounded like Brian Adams there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. Hello, Tom. <laughs> no, we're we're doing well, and this is going to be a very fun episode. We, we as as we can hear in the background, we have actually a ton of of cool guests. So we do. We that that's that's your cue. We do, and and one of them is lurking in the background as he often does. That's our our benefactor, Mr. John Guvea. Hello, hello, John. Now go back on mute. Did I, did I miss my cue? No, you're fine. Now mute yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> without john nothing of none of this will be possible but we have two other very very special guests and i'm sure you guys are going to be very interested in in these two um they just happen to be the flying watson brothers bruce and jamie welcome guys hey that's a royal good punch hello hey, uh, hi, hello guys hi guys welcome from sunny scotland <laughs> oh is it sunny today it is sunny today, fine. How, how's things up your neck of the woods? Not so quite I'm... so sunny. Oh, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's very <laughs> fresh. I plan to take a long walk after we're done recording, and that should be very refreshing. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, hey, it, the main reason we're here today is because, and I've been kind of teasing this on the, on the webpage, that we've got some important announcements and some cool announcements coming. And uh, I, I guess we'll just get right to it. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about looking for new music whether it's from big country whether it's from bruce and jamie and uh we've got some new music to announce today and we do it is from bruce it is from jamie and it is also from me so uh, (laughs) yeah so we got we've got a new project we we put together it's uh called wkw and and bruce and jamie why don't you guys take it from there let let people know what what this is and we're going we're gonna to be sh- premiering these. We've got three songs. We're going to be playing them on the show today. So, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So we had um, we, we just had this idea um, to start to write new songs. And we thought, well, I always find it good to collaborate with other people, you know. So, Jamie and I can write songs and take them so far. And also, with Tom being a fan of Big Country, we're also a fan of Tom's yeah, music yeah. as well. So we thought, let's um, do a hands across the ocean kind of thing <laughs> and um, send our music files over to America and then Tom would send them back to Jamie and I and we collaborated and hopefully we're going to do a new album. Um, we're three songs in at the moment. 
So um, we're going to let you hear some of those results in, in this podcast. What do you think, Jamie? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, we, we've been, since we've uh, recorded the, the Skids album, we've been working on that um, the past year and we've been out touring with them. Uh, we had some uh, extra time on our hands and some, some spare songs, so basically we just had some songs left over and then once we sent them over to you, Tom, it was, uh, the magic sort of happened. Yes. <laughs> and as as Hands Across the Ocean, we, <laughs> we took the, the, we stole the title from um, the movie The Long Good Friday, um, where Harold Shand, Bob Hoskins, does his um, speech. Um, which is Hands Across the Ocean, and we thought that that would be a good title for this little three-track EP that we're, we've done at the moment. Yeah, it's fantastic, and, and and that's what opened the show, for those of you who heard that and might have wondered what that was, because I, I hadn't heard of that movie until Bruce brought it up, and I still haven't seen it. I'm, I need to find it and see it, but uh, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic, and um, gosh, I just I just totally lost my train of thought, so I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> this <part. laughs> but no it, yeah it's it's uh it's been a very cool thing and and the funny thing is is that this is aside from speaking with you uh the last couple of days bruce uh testing all, all this out this is the first time we've ever actually spoken you know while we've been working on this which is pretty amazing so uh yeah so yeah i mean well, yeah go ahead it's just, um, it's weird, you know, doing this Hands Across the Ocean thing, whereas we're sending, like, music files, you know, you know, through the air kind of thing. We're not actually sitting in a room together. Yeah. Well, apart from Jamie and myself, we sit in a room together, yeah. obviously. Well, it's a different way of working, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's uh, strange, because we're used to, obviously, going in the studio and cranking up the amps, and you'll do your drum track and do your bass, and then that'll be... Uh, mine and dad's time to go in and do our bits but um, it's, it's an interesting way of working I quite like it um, when people hear, hear the music they, they realise that there's not actually well, Tom Tom's playing bass and guitar as well but he's also um, a mean drummer <laughs> <laughs> only only mentally <laughs> yeah but you've done some very clever programming yeah <laughs> Dr. Roboto the second. Yeah. <laughs> doc, we're going to call you Dr. Roboto, oh, that, hey, which was Mark's nickname. Hey, so. I'll take that. I'll take. It's funny when I when I first started to program drums, um, a drummer that I had a drummer that I had been working with and playing with, he said, "No, no human drummer can play this. You've got you've got cymbal crashes happening at the same time. You've got fills. You know, I'm yeah. going to need eight arms. So, I've kind of uh, gotten a little bit better at it, but." Anyway, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm not a drummer, so I can't tell the difference. The, the drummers just kind of they sit behind you making noise. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I'm only kidding. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh man. Well, um, yeah. So I mean, how the, how did this happen? I hear someone ask, and that someone is me. <laughs> well, pinching myself. Yeah, I mean, it was so. It started so long ago. I can't remember. I can't actually remember when we started this, um, Tom. I think what started it, um, and you know, Svein and John, feel free to jump in at any point. I don't mean to hog all, all the time here, but um, I think, I mean, from from my perspective, I, I just remember uh, I had done an EP called Rail that I that I put yeah. out, and I'd sent you some stuff, Bruce, and you were you were yeah. you were very kind and and commented on the stuff and you know said some good things about it and i really appreciated that and then i just i threw it out there one day i just said well if you ever want to write a song together just let me know and um yeah i, I never i wasn't sure if you would ever take me up on that which would have been fine but i just thought eh, you know 
I, I love Bruce Watson. He's one of my guitar idols and one of the Ooh. one of the guys who influenced me. So why not <laughs> why not throw it out there? And uh, and then like a couple of days later, Bruce sent me um, a couple of demos. Uh, one was for one of the songs you'll be hearing, which is called Seven Swords. And the other is for a song that Bruce and Jamie had done previously called The River Stays the Same. But it, I guess this was probably the first demo that you guys had done of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, you just said, you know, we never been able to finish really Seven Swords and interested in something else happening with maybe River Stays the Same. So see what you can do with these. So I just thought, oh, my God, you know, Bruce Watson just sent me some demos and said <laughs> have free reign at them. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought Seven Swords, I thought the, the gem was a, a good idea, um, but it was lacking a chorus, and I think you just you just went to town and you wrote a new chorus and stuff like that, and it was, you know, just, ah, this is, this is going to work. Uh, it is great when, well, for me, there's certain people I can collaborate with and certain people I've tried to collaborate with, and it doesn't work, and I think this definitely works. And when you came up with that, that chorus, I thought, well, that's kind of along the lines of what I might have done anyway, you know? <laughs> And so you had a bit of telepathy with Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And yeah, I mean, you know, I've recorded uh, like my rough version of these songs, or at least the first one, and I kind of sent it to Bruce and, and Jamie, and I just was like thinking, oh man, I hope they like this, you know? And, and Bruce. No, we loved it. Yeah, 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 I thought it was great. We responded, and they both liked it, and then we just went from there. So, and Jamie, I, you know, it was awesome. What, what was really awesome for me was when I started getting your parts, all both of you guys, because. Then it f it felt like a really you know living breathing type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of, once once it, it's like making a meal or something. Once you get all the ingredients and put them all together, it seems to sort of taste and smell good, you know. So taste and smell. Taste and smells. Never get out of that. Uh, How that's, it the, that's, like, that's the next song title. Taste, taste and, and smells. smells. We're working on that one tonight. This this EP <laughs> definitely smells. It does smell. It does smell. It, it smells, smells brown. <laughs> it smells brown. Welcome to Brown Town. I think, I think we're a very good virtual band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. It was just, uh, it yeah. was so amazing how it all seemed. I mean, you guys are, first of all, you guys are so ridiculously busy that I'm just amazed that you had any time at all to do these things. I mean, uh, and like I said on the last show, you, for the listeners out there, I mean, if you just, just go to Big Country website and look at their schedule, it's, it's absolutely yeah, jammed. It's so I, don't, I, I think the, the skid stuff as well. I mean, obviously we, we co-wrote um, a few of the songs on the skids album, and it was just like time is there's just not enough hours, no. enough days in the week to do what we want to do. Um, it's like well, we wrote those three songs about the skids album, and then we thought, hold on a minute, we're doing another three songs. Things are seem to be coming in threes at the moment, you know. Um, so it's like, and now we're, we're, we're going to start working on more. I mean. I think we can definitely get an album out of uh, this collaboration. Yeah. But again, it's like your schedule is, you know, you, you've got your own life as well. And it's, there's just not enough hours. But um, this, this is going to be a great challenge to come up with an album, a 10 track album, something like that. We're up for it. We've got, we've got the sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Well, Swine, do you have any any uh, thing you want to jump in on? I have many questions, but you guys hey, are really Brian. having a great flow. <laughs> Brian, how's it going? <laughs> hey guys, I woke up. Hi, how are you? How are you? All right, so I can ask a question. That's fine. Yeah, jump on in. I, th I, th 
I think uh, one of the fun things is that uh, leading up to this podcast, Tom would be teasing things a bit and saying we have something really special. We hope it's great and uh, and looking forward to, to having this discussion. But the fun thing is, and I think people missed this clue, is that Bruce also had previously teased this with the song title. So uh, how... Um, what are your plans, really, as far as introducing this project to the world, apart from the podcast, which will, of course, give it immediate uh, worldwide acclaim and fame? But the, obviously, touring is not uh, going to be so easy to, to manage. No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that will be tough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... that's um, I don't think that's going to happen. It would be, it would be great if it could. Maybe like, uh, maybe like a big country convention or something. I mean, we could. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. That would be a good one, I think. I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice to tour it. I mean, who knows? You never know. Me and Dad hopefully might get back over to the states at some point. Um, so you never know. We might go to put a couple of shows together. Hopefully, I like that idea of the convention. I never thought about yeah. that one. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'll leave that to you guys. You just can organise a convention, can't you? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, can, uh, you guys sort it out. Yeah, we're lazy. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, think to kind, kind of answer your question is fine. I mean, if these these songs when they go out there, um, whether tomorrow or whatever, um, obviously Tom, Jamie, myself, we're going to continue doing it. Hopefully get an album's worth um, and just put the album out there uh, maybe use them see if we can get them used in movies or anything like that and just, just get the songs out there um, touring obviously the touring thing will never happen um, but that convention idea sounds sounds quite good to me it would be good to you know be up with Tom in the flesh again and actually play the songs you know, re, you know with each other instead of virtually online you know so yeah, that would be great. That, that that would be cool. I'd love to do it. Yeah, exactly. That, that's exactly my thoughts on it too. That would be fantastic. So let's have a convention in America, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would... think it's time for a, a musical interlude, and and we're going to we're going to do something special for Swine, I think. Oh yeah. We're going to we're going to play one of Swine's favorite songs <laughs> for a bit. Oh oh. I can't wait. Jesus, guitar that one. So we understand that Swine's are a huge. Look away, fans. So we're going to give you a lot of Yeah, nice. 
I'm speechless. Beautiful. I have no speech. <laughs> we just had to get out of our systems, man. Yes. I watched you loved it. That was classic. That's marvelous. That was classic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, th- th- this means I can have a, a request of my own for later, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll play it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. oh, that's fantastic. Well, you know, that that's good because maybe we should uh, maybe we should take this opportunity to start playing a couple of the songs or the songs since we've got three of them. So um, I, gu- I guess we'll start with Seven Swords. And uh, why don't we just uh, we'll play that now. And then when it's finished, maybe we can just talk a little bit about this one and then we'll go on to the others. So here we go. This this is the first collaboration that we did. And this song is called Seven Swords.
Okay, so that was Seven Swords, and how do you feel about this tune, Bruce, how it came out and how it came about? And tell me, tell a little bit about how this whole Seven Swords idea started, because you wrote the bulk of these lyrics. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it was so long ago, I can't actually remember what was what I was writing about. I mean, the, the intro was kind of a bit reminiscent of the song Echoes that I did with Stuart way, way back, and, and it kind of, it just kind of, leaned into that sort of clash, sort of Mick Jones kind of chord, chordal thing that I was doing. Um, Lyric-wise, I cannot remember what I was... I think I was probably online and probably doing that old, trying to get inspiration and going through Wikipedia and um, sort of war poetry and stuff like that. I just get information that that Orange Blossom voice thing came up from somewhere. And I just I just liked, I liked the sound of it, Orange Blossom voice. <laughs> Um, it's a great opening. I should, I, yeah, I should have did my, I should have did my homework and went back. <laughs> um, well, that's okay because you know uh, some of those lyrics of even earlier big country songs you know, are hard to explain and describe, but there's yeah. something about them that feels right, and I think that's yeah. I think because we were doing that stuff with the skits and I knew Richard Jobson used a lot of war poetry and stuff like that in his lyrics, so I think I was just you know doing a bit of research on on things like that, and it, the line just came up. Um, and I use it, and then it's one of those things that just it sounds better than what it actually means. I think you know? <laughs> that's great, though. So I mean, those songs are open to people's interpretation, and that's always interesting too. Yeah, so. as you see, my, my my voice does sound a bit like Joe. I, I don't do it intentionally, but because I'm not a, a singer as such, um, I tend to sort of flip between Joe Strummer and Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just just the nature of my voice. And it's kind of weird because I, I do sing with skits, but I don't sing with big country, and mainly because the guitar styles that that different between the two bands. But also, the skits are tuned down to D and big country and standard tune. And I, I find that I can sing, I can hold the tune a bit better um, if the songs in the low register a D. Interesting. Kind of, my, my voice is kind of like spine, you know, it's like a bit raspy, you know. <laughs> But I, I love that. I think it gives it the gives it that grit, yeah. you know. Because J- Jamie, Jamie can do falsetto, and, and and Mark Mark's the same. Jamie and Mark are in that high falsetto range, and there's no way in hell I could even dream of getting up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> more right, more Roger Moore down yeah. there. Kind of, when I'm talking, it's like this. <laughs> Well, I wanted to ask about that because Jamie, I mean, your vocals sound great on this too, and and you've got some falsetto stuff happening, and uh, yeah. it's, it was great to get all that stuff. I mean, I, what what I meant to do before this show started, I, I have to send this to you guys, but I wanted to take oh, well, I wanted to take a screenshot of um of the way this song looks when I'm mixing it, and to do that to do that, I'd have you'd have to have a monitor that's probably. I don't know, like five feet wide. <laughs> I mean, they're li- they're literally, literally like on literally. That's easy for me to say on set. Literally, literally, <laughs> literally, literally. That's what literally. <laughs> that's the way us lazy people say it. But I mean, there are probably like 80, 80 tracks on this song, whether it's vocals, guitar parts. So anyway, yeah. Jamie, talk a little bit about what you think of this tune, and and uh, and I think you know you should take some lead vocals sometimes too because your voice is great. Oh, thank you very much. Well, it's kind of, I'm kind of a bit like Dad in the sense I've never seen myself really as a vocalist. Um, I've always been more interested in like 
getting a song and taking it to a certain level and just writing. But um, certainly, we're having to take on the role of working with Richard and the skids now. I've been doing a lot of singing, uh, a lot of backing vocals and just arranging harmonies and um, when we've been recording. So that's sort of given me a wee bit more confidence and learning like certain mic techniques and stuff like that. So I've sort of just really been just sort of experimenting, which is the good thing about being in the studio and we're having the quickness now of the laptops to record with and things like that. You can just, you know what it's like, you can just layer vocals on top of vocals and go, that one works, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's basically having the, the time to do it, which has been good. Whereas back in the day, it was time was money, you had to go in the yeah. studio and nail it. Whereas now we've sort of got a bit more time to sit down and work on things, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, my downfall with the vocals is I just can't do harmonies. I just, I can't follow harmonies, you know, and that's what's great about, like, Jamie and Mark especially as well, is they're great at arranging harmonies and then actually going in and doing those harmonies, whereas I just end up following the like, vocal and it just sounds terrible. It just sounds like two, two of me, which is double trouble, you know? <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, yeah, that's. I think that's the cool thing about these songs is that they've got, uh, they've got so many, it's got, they've got so many layers in them, both guitar wise, yeah. vocal wise, uh, everything. So I mean, it's, it's almost like the old. Uh, I, I didn't certainly didn't do this intentionally when we when I was mixing this stuff, but I mean, it's kind of like the old Steel Town approach, just throwing everything in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh it's like, it's like I was down um, at Liam's um, studio. Uh, just mixing, I'm mixing some SKS acoustic tracks and we were pulling files across for the hard drive and Liam just turned around and went, there's 90 odd tracks here, you know? <laughs> and on, on some of the tracks, it's like one hand clap. It's going, oh my God. There's only one one line of vocal on that track. Oh man. And just with the technology nowadays, it's, I mean, we were doing things like for, for, for the, the, the Bourbon City Skids album, I mean, I had Richard sing into a mobile phone at one point, then sending them the tracks down to youth. It was so, it, it's just wow. great that you can do that these days. You know, like it says, Jamie said earlier on, um, you know, in the studio back back in the day, it was like, you know, you had to keep one eye on the on the clock as well because it's costing a fortune. But you know, I'm, I'm like yourself. I've, I've got this like laptop, and I've got an interface which most people have got now. You know, and. I've got everything in a rack about and I can take it to hotel rooms and just get the headphones on and send stuff to you, you know, it's just technology's brilliant. The only thing we don't have is the, the inter interaction you would have in a real band where you're sitting across from each other, you know, that's the only thing that, that's the only downside, but this, what we're doing, I think, actually works. Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, I'm just speaking for myself, but, but as someone who has followed, you know, your music for so long and, and has gotten to know you a little bit over the years, it felt it felt like that really helped us just be more comfortable to send our ideas and yeah, you know, cause I, and we hardly, we hardly spoke either because we didn't, I mean, I didn't get my Skype up and run until a couple of days ago and the same, same with yourself, but everything we did was via email. Like the ideas we had, you know, it was, everything was done via email, which can be really awkward because you can't read the tone of an email different to when you're speaking with someone in person, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so you're basically telling me that when you said that part sucks, moron, that you you might have meant that in jest. Yeah, completely, <laughs> completely. I mean, yeah. it was done in a, a very you know camp Scottish accent when I said it, but you couldn't read that tone. 
Oh, oh, that's so funny. Well, hey. And the way when you said, you know, shove up your ass, motherfucker, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I could tell it was a term of endearment. It was, it was a backhanded compliment. <laughs> You're going to be putting a beep over that. I hope so. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Well, anybody else have any thoughts about that song? And, you know, I, I, I'm curious because I, I literally haven't really gotten much. I have, don't, don't know what uh, Svein or John thinks of it. So I'm curious what you guys think. Oh, of we've, it. Told you so, we've told you some stuff. Yeah, you did. Surely. You did. You did. But, uh, but it's, it's interesting to hear because, uh, you know, both John and myself have been privileged to kind of follow this uh, on the sidelines. Uh, from from the beginning when you got these uh, these files yeah and 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 what you just talked about really echoes how i remember it as well that oh bruce sent me this thing and said see what you can do with it and that there seems to really be minimal or or total free reign i mean uh, yeah do whatever you want with it so how how do you start with that open canvas it, it's wide open how, how do you start well, it's just like I say, it's, you know, either one of us, yourself or Jamie or myself, you just come up with a germ, just like a little seed, and you can take it so far. This is my point of view. I mean, I can take it so far, and then I kind of get Jamie involved, and he takes it so far. And then, like I said, it's a blank canvas, and it's hands across the ocean over to Tom, and he takes it so far, and then we have a completed song, and then it's just down to the mix and there's so many different ways that for my style right anyway there's so many kind of layers there you can almost make about two or three different versions of that song by mixing it different by bringing instruments up and bringing instruments down you know you can it's like a song's always kind of unfinished i think and then you've just got to go like put the foot down and say right that's it that's it done it stop (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and that's often been my problem you know with because you know as you said before technology is so great but there's also some difficulties with it where you have some like for the drum programming for example the, the program i use yeah. i could i could use i have like you know 50 different sounding drum kits that i could pick kits. so yeah. if i yeah. if i pick one and i like it in the back of my mind i'm thinking well what about this other one maybe it's a little bit better <laughs> you know so yeah, yeah. But you, you, you got your own bundle don't you it's like, yeah <laughs> yeah so eventually you have to stop but yes but uh <clears throat> yeah to for me to answer Svein's question it's you know, for that Seven Swords was the first one where I, I was just like, well, how much how much should I do on this? You know, like yeah, I didn't want to yeah. force anything or, you know, so I, I asked Bruce, I just said, you know, do you are you OK with me just trying anything? And he said, yeah, just do whatever you want. If we don't like it, we'll tell you. If we like it, we'll tell you. So, I mean, I just went ahead and, and as Bruce said, uh, I I had a like a chorus that popped into my head and I put that on that song. And uh, and again, you know, just just. With my own music, people will often say, "Well, that sounds like big country." <laughs> and, you know, I've had people who say, "You should change." Yeah, I get that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But for me, it's like almost like you should change it so it doesn't. And like I've had people say, "Like, uh, well, you should maybe change that part because it sounds like a big country part." And I think maybe I should change it, and then I'll think, "Well, that's just how I naturally play. It does sound like big that's, country, yeah, but that's yeah. that's just yeah. how I'm not trying to make yeah. it sound that way. It just that's how it comes out." Yeah, it's, it's not contrived. It's just if it's natural. I mean, yeah. I always think if it's if something's natural, and if you like it, then it's good. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, if you think it sounds good, it usually is. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So. And if you don't like it, you can just go fuck yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have I do have one um one uh thing I need to need to say here. 
and so I don't get a kick out of this. I did actually get a slight little intentional kiss reference in the end of Seven Swords. And that is yeah. that is a drum part. There's a there's a little drum part that I put in there. And it actually fit the song, so I did but I left it uh, that way. But there's there's an old kiss classic called Strutter. And there yeah. and there's a there's a the drum a particular drum track that starts off that song and I put that in the end of Seven Swords. So. Oh, Brian, that's awesome. Well, you, you, you can deal with the court case, Tom. Mate. We'll yeah, really yeah, yeah. Deal with that one now that you've admitted it. Yeah, Gene Simmons yeah. is going to come after you with his big, long tongue. Yeah. Going to lick you for Nicky's leg. going to lick you to bits. <laughs> but you might like that one, Tom. Good old Genie. Good old <laughs> Mr. Simmons. Here he comes with a big tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, guys, Mr. Simmons actually sent us a congratulatory message for our 50th episode. He did? That's true. Oh, yes. It, it was. It's well, true. It, it was actually the, the world's, uh, one of the world's best Gene Simmons impersonators, but. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. Well, okay. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This show will be fun to edit. Yes. <laughs> hope, um... Time for look away again. Let's play a little bit of ships. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. One, two, three, four. <laughs> And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> yes, much rejoicing. Wow, even even on a even on the crappy Skype connection, that sounds beautiful. Sorry, Tom, I've just got to go and give Sandra her car keys. Just one second. Oh, no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Seven Swords, and uh, Swine and I aren't used to going so quickly on songs. I mean, we spend like four hours on the first verse of one big country song. So <laughs> we're going to fly through these. So the next one was the river stays the same. And this was one again, that Bruce sent the demo for, and I always really liked this song a lot. And I remember hearing um, the version that Bruce and Jamie did. And really the only thing I added to this, I didn't write anything for this one. I just thought, you know, let's try to make it 
sound sonically similar hey. to se- yeah to Seven Swords. I keep wanting to say Seven Waves, Seven Swords, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we took it from there. Came from the 
Talk a little bit about this song, and um, I mean, I know that this has been kicking around your repertoire for a while. And uh, yeah, kind of when Jimmy and I were messing about um, on the Portland studio, uh, I think it was around the time Jimmy was just starting to learn recording techniques, and I, I gave him got the old Portland studio down from the attic. And when we started writing uh, the album, another another album for the Damned, um, that song kind of sprung out in that period. Uh, I mean, we just we just called it, you know, the Porter Studio Diaries because that, that's what it was, and we we actually we, we I seem to remember we rehearsed it with Big Country as well when uh, Mike was in the band, um, and that was kind of in line for being on the Journey album. But we we had enough songs anyway, and I think we had about twelve songs, and it was just you know we're running out of time, so. We, we, we actually never ended up recording it with, with, with Big Country. But I always knew it had um, potential, um, and it just I, I just knew that it needed a, an extra an extra bit in there. That's why I put the, the second half of the verses has got that kind of almost heavy, heavy thing, and then it leads into your rearrangement of the chorus, which is, you know, it's not no, no, a new rearrangement of the verse, which is real, real heavy. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Good. Good. Yeah, that's. That's mum's away. Let's jump on the couch. Yeah. Let's jump on the couch. Oh, the queen is dead. The queen is dead. She's. Oh, Sandra, just have to do the show, baby. T- times like this, I really wish I had the video going. <laughs> I, would, I would love that, to see that. That could be the, the next one. We'll have to film our yeah, own we'll reactions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really love this song, um, and you know, the cor- the chorus is such a grabber right away too, and. Yeah, this is a good example, you know, of, of the, just the way we worked. I mean, again, I felt good after the Seven Seven Swords about how things were going, so I felt better, more a little more confident about putting these things together and sending it to you. And and just this is just an example, you know. I remember sending the first uh, the the first mix back after you guys had submitted your parts, and this is this is sort of how we did things. Bruce Bruce actually was a big part of mixing this too because he would all he would have great ideas about you know. I learned a lot from from you, Bruce, with some of the ideas about bringing something new in each section yeah. and yeah. you know doubling things, which I had done before. But I liked how you guys were doubling your guitars and your vocals. And um, I, I remember, yeah, because Jamie had done the solo, and I put like this really big giant phaser on his solo. Yeah, and Bruce. Was- yeah, Jamie loved that. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for that. <laughs> I like it as well because in some of the songs as well you've been adding extra harmonies to my guitar parts which has been great because it's 
So, uh, so Spine, John, I, I hate putting you guys on the spot since we're sitting right here. Only, only heaps of praise are permitted. No, you can, you can say anything you want about these songs, but just curious what you guys thought, and especially if you heard the, uh, you know, the the Bruce and Jamie versions. If you like the, if you like the electric reworking. Actually, this is the one I didn't get any previous demos for, I think. Oh, really? Okay. So, so, so I have that for both of the others. But what strikes me about this song is that this seems to be the one that is placed sort of stylistically in the middle of, of the three songs, where, where Seven Swords is perhaps the more rockier, yeah. little bit punk-edged song. And the last song that we've yet to talk about is the uh, out-and-out lovely ballad. And then you have this kind of more melodic thing in the middle. So I think yeah. um, good, good, diverse uh, selection, really. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I mean, um, Seven Swords is kind of the look away of the, the bunch spine, you know. That's the one that sucks you in. God, and spits you out. Fantastic. Okay, so that was The River Stays the Same. And that brings us to the final song on our EP here, which, by the way, is, is called WKW, <laughs> Hands Across the Ocean. I suppose I should have mentioned that uh, five hours yeah. ago. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, and, and we're going to give you guys the links and everything else to where you can listen to these and download these and purchase these if you so choose. So the last song is um, called Rose Red Sunset. So why don't, we, why don't we just play that first and then we'll come back and talk about it. So 
Okay, so so that song really has all kinds of interesting history to it. And um, just to lead into you guys talking more about this, um, that that came from this great instrumental that Bruce and Jamie uh, recorded and put posted on the big country sites a, a while back. And I think everyone was really, myself included, was really taken by that instrumental piece because it, it was so beautiful, number one, but also it really took a lot of us back to that spirit of big country that we all love so much. Um, so Bruce, why don't you talk a little bit about like the genesis of that, what happened with that song? Because it sort of became another song before it became Rose Red yeah. Sunset. And uh, Well, it kind of started off, it was actually nothing to do with me. It was Jamie's, J- Jamie had written a, an instrumental piece of music. Um, and again, we were up in the attic, we, we, a place we don't go much these days because it's full of Christmas trees and crap. But, um, <laughs> um, it was it's just Jamie had this idea. Um, so he played all the guitar. He wrote it all and played all the guitars on it. And wow. I think I just I, I added the evil bit and maybe a little lead line and that kind of engineered it. <clears throat> so it was basically Jamie's Jamie song. <laughs> you want to talk about that, young master? Um, yeah, well, again, it was we'd been writing together, but we were sort of trying to think. Uh, like, we weren't we weren't thinking about recording to go out as a, a touring sort of band or an outfit as such. So it was kind of it was music that was basically going to be written for soundtracks, really. Mm. Um, but again, we we just got around to recording it, and eventually we, we took it into the sort of studio. We we tried it with a uh, big country as well for a while, and uh, the song just sort of took a. Uh, Simon added some lyrics to it, obviously, and uh, yeah, we ended up not getting around to really releasing it. So the song sort of sat on the shelf for a while, to be honest. And uh, yeah, once we got involved with you, we sort of just revamped it, really. Yeah, it seems to have worked really well, you know. We, 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 obviously, we recorded it with, with the guys in the band. <clears throat> but I just kind of thought, you know, it's, it was OK. It's, I think because it was written originally as an instrumental, um, like, as you said, a soundtrack idea. It was like, a, a, almost like music for an imaginary movie kind of thing, you know. And I think when we got into the studio and tried to make a band song, it, it, it didn't kind of work. Mm. Um, it, you know, some things work, some things don't. But when you took it, it was like, again, Tom, you've got free reign. Fresh ears as well. You know, yeah. complete fresh ears and just, you know, let me hear your take on it. And I think what you did made, made the song come alive. You, can, you kind of rescued it from being a, a, a little obscure um, soundtrack piece yeah. into something quite new and it's it doesn't sound anything like the the way we did it with the band you know yeah oh that's great I, I appreciate that I mean you know for me Jamie's melody there and, and everything else made that easy because uh, just to let the people listening know what I basically did on this one was write lyrics for the song and yeah, uh, yeah. and a little tiny bridge part but the rest was you know all you guys and yeah, I mean, and the song that we're, we were talking about is All Laid Down, and it's a, yeah. it's a song that I always like, too, but, yeah, it, you know, ch- taking it from, from that instrumental piece, I just thought that, from my own perspective, I thought that melody was so beautiful, that, that lead melody, that that worked great as a vocal melody, so... I didn't. I don't think that was the case in the in the other version. So I just kind of no, took that no. and turned that into, you know, the the lyrics. Yeah, you just, it just needed fresh ears. That's all, and you know, you, and you came in and, and did that, and it was like at first I'm like, oh, I don't know, what's this going to be like? Because 
there was another person obviously out there all the way down and it's like I'm hoping that's not going to influence Tom too much you know and it was you just went completely left field with it it's nothing like it apart from obviously Jamie's original sort of plan you know so it's it's worked great I'm really 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 pleased with it it's a great song I think so too I I think it's a just a really great song i hope people will like it and now i will interject and say that this is my favorite song of the three songs i think it's lovely it's it's really it's really beautiful and i think um i really liked uh the all lay down song but the problem with that that i had is i think the original idea was so strong and it was underutilized on all lay down it it disappears (laughs) a bit in the song whereas uh, ross red sunset really puts it front and center and that's exactly where it should be i completely agree with what you said there's my you you, you nailed it on the head completely Mm. yeah i agree too and and uh yeah like i said is that it was that melody line that really captured me so that so and and jamie just to ask you because i want to i've always wanted to ask you this because um yeah don't get you on the show that often so I mean, yeah. you've got that. You've got such a natural, you know, feel and ear for that kind of big country sound, you know. And I, I didn't. I didn't even realize until just now talking with Bruce that that was completely from you. So I mean, yeah. you know, how how does how do you look back at being a, being a younger person for all of us old geezers? <laughs> how, how do you view that the old big country catalog? I mean, do you view it as something that's that influences your own? tastes as they're happening now do you look at it as kind of like well this is where what we're doing springs from so i need to to learn this or, or is it something that actually you know influences the way you write and then the way you listen to music it's definitely influenced me and uh, i've always grown up loving um, a big country i mean i always used to remember when dad would be on tour with the guys and he would come home and he'd have like the, the latest album or recording that they've been doing and I, the first thing i would do is go upstairs in my bedroom and chuck it straight in the cd player you know um, so yeah, I've always loved, and especially all the rarity stuff. That, that, that that's what I find a lot of the hidden gems are as well. Like um, like the demos as well. You know that you can get a song and you can go and over like produce it like so much in a studio. But I'm kind of like dad as well. There's a lot of um, hidden gems in the like the B sides and stuff like that. So that's I've all, I've always liked it. If it's Tom Petty, Big Country, or Nils Lofgren, you know I, I'm pretty much in. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, talk, talk, talk about hidden gems as well, Jamie. There's a, I always thought one of the hidden gems on was a song called uh, "Trouble Man" that uh, Stuart wrote. Yes, and yeah. I think I think we should maybe maybe take a look at that, Tom, just see if we can do something with it. You know, it's just like I say, it was hidden away. And I think it needs to be brought to the brought to the front. I think uh, that's great. Yeah, I think I agree completely. That that would be fantastic to do a, a recording of that. Let's get the thinking cap on then, I think, and um, take a look at that one. I've also been working on a, a cover version, Tom, of uh, Crazy Horses. So uh, I'll have to ask <laughs> Taylor to you soon. I'll, I'll oh, some... give us a blast of Crazy Horses. We <laughs> need some, uh, some drum programming done for that. Okay, I'm your, I'm your man. <laughs> You're the man. Yeah, we're going to get Gene Simmons in to produce it as well. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you know, as a... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I love this song too, and and um, I it's, I gotta say it's my favorite as well, just because it's so, it, it builds so nicely and it, yeah. it hits a a pretty giant crescendo at the end, and it's got so many interesting sounds in it, and you know the yeah. the ebo from Bruce and um yeah 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 it's it's very cool, and I, I was for for myself, I was personally pleased with like a, a sound I was able to get 
that everybody thinks is a keyboard, but it's not. It's like that that opening. It's actually a guitar, but it's I I was I stumbled on this little type effect where I got maybe people have done this before. I'm sure they have, but a oh, channel like a channel vibrato thing is that the, the one? Well, it's it's got that too, but it's like I I. I used a reverb effect where the only the only sound it's it's sort of a fade up it fades up the guitar part that you're playing but it also only plays the wet portion of the reverb. Ah. So so it like doesn't play any of the dry part of the guitar so it just it's got this beautiful like keyboard sound. Yeah, cuz I thought I thought it was a keyboard at first and I think uh, when I emailed you I said go on, go on here more of a keyboard that's like that's not a keyboard. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Gee, that's my guitar. That's right. <clears throat> I, yeah, I had to get that out there. People think big country are averse to using keyboards. Where, you know, that was never the case. It's just that we just could, we wanted to do different guitar sounds, you know. It's none of us are natural keyboard player. But I think Tony can play, play a bit of keyboards, you know. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the Ebo stuff was, I, I just remember getting, I think I posted something like, it's always a good day when you get, um, Ebo files sent to you by email through by Bruce Watson. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird that even me doing the skid stuff. I put a, a load of e- Ebo on some of the skid stuff, and when I'm doing my recordings, there's loads of Ebo. I always like to put loads of Ebo on my recordings, but live, I, just, <laughs> I can't be bothered. He's lazy. <laughs> they're so, they're so. I mean, Ebo is great, but they can, they, they can be. Inconsistent at times, live they can just decide to fail on you, you know. And just and then, and always remember before there was one time when uh, we were doing the song, and uh, Stuart was getting ready to do the the uh, the big evil intro, and he, he did it. And then what he did was he usually put the evil on Mark's drum riser when he finished using it. But this time there was a, a pint of orange juice. <laughs> he dropped the evil in a pint of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't use it for the next couple of nights until we could find a shop and buy one. You know? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! <laughs> oh, yeah, they're a pain. They're, it would lie. You have to walk back and get it, and then play it, and yeah, they're great when they work. They're great, great in the studio, but I mean, live when they work as well. But just sometimes they decide to, you know, the great ones creep in, and I'm not going to work, and it's like your big moment. Yeah. <laughs> and just, right. die, shit. I know. <laughs> Hey, you got You got to find that hot spot where it works great, or else it's like all the shrieking. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Well, so so that's Rose Red Sunset. That's our EP. And I guess the last thing to talk about is we actually even managed to put together a video for this. Uh, oh, the video! <laughs> and that was for Seven Swords, which you guys you know may have seen yeah. by now too. But uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I I didn't know how that would work because. I'm here, no, in, <laughs> I'm here in America. I didn't know what's going on. So you're in America. We were in Japan and then ended up going to Liverpool. And it was just basically for us, it was get the GoPro out. So Jimmy and I have a GoPro each. And they're great because you can just hang around your neck and nobody knows what you're doing half the time. Eh? So basically, just having fun with a GoPro. And obviously, you were green screen. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I shot myself uh, here on the, on the green screen, and so I had to like constantly the camera I was using. I, I had to constantly make sure it's in focus. So I'm like running back and checking it and putting stand-in props in front of it to make sure that's in focus. And yeah, so I I shot stuff on green screen and sent it to you guys, and and Liam um did a, I think a, just a great job with all that all that stuff and yeah. Yeah, so it- yeah it's, it's, Liam, Liam was great. You know, he's got the he's got the studio under the old sound control. 
and um, he's, he's done up really well. Uh, we're going to do, like I say, we're going to be mixing some of the skid stuff there, acoustic. Um, and it was just basically, it was like, well, hold on a minute, how are we going to do this? Because it sounds like a band. I mean, Seven Swords, it sounds like, as you say, like a, a punk rock band, you know, and like the class or something. It's like, well, how can we perform this? Tom's in America, and who, we need a drummer, we need a bass player. So basically, we had George and uh, a guy, another guy called Rory, not our Rory, but another guy called Rory playing, playing the bass and drums <laughs> for us. And they just, they just happened to be in the studio at the time. And we had, we went down in the van and we, we had the, the old um, clunk, with the clown and movement masks in the back of the van. And I was well, wait a minute, we don't want to see your faces, guys. <laughs> so we'll wear the masks. And they were well up for it. They were well up for it. So uh, kind of grew out. He just had like a Watson telly sketch. Yeah. It was great. It was so much fun. And then obviously we, you come out the green screen. It just looks a bit, a bit obviously different because the lighting is different and you're not, you're not interacting with us. So the way around it was to make you almost like Princess Leia in Star Wars. <laughs> and, and make you that little, you know, that little hologram. Yeah. So that, that's the, the kind of effect we, we put on you. And we were out driving, we were on tour, and Gordon was driving us, and I was mucking about with my phone in the front, and I saw a DeLorean on the back of this lorry. And it, it actually was the Back to the Future DeLorean. Yeah, Marty McFly style. Oh, and man. Was, I, I, that was such I, a cool I, shot I, when I saw that. I thought, oh, that is the world's greatest time machine's broken down. It's on the back of a flatbed lorry. I've got to get this in the video. You know, Gordon, drive past it. You know, and I got, I got it. You know, this is a, a little iPhone shot. And then we went we, after Japan. We we, we 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 were in Liverpool, so we went down to Strawberry Fields. The, the, the middle shot where um, Jamie's walking through the graveyard, that's actually the, the graveyard that uh, Eleanor Rigby's um, gravestones in there, but obviously they couldn't get, didn't get right up to it, otherwise we'd be walking on other people's graves. Uh, but, that, but that is a cemetery where Eleanor Rigby was buried. Oh, that's great. And I, I saw some of your pictures that you guys posted of that stuff too. And then, that's, my, that's my favorite shot in the whole video is when Jamie's walking Yeah, I love that shot. It's brilliant. It's a great shot. Really great. And just the the breakdown part of the song behind it, it just works. Yeah. It just works nice. Yeah, yeah. So the, the thing is, I want to do a video for every song, and so I don't know how we're going to do it. You know, camera at the ready, Tom. Camera at the ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid you're going to be green screened forever, you know? Mr. Green. <laughs> Mr. Green Jeans. <laughs> so I'll get an idea for that. I don't know. Maybe I'll get one of our two songs and. See if we get a, a video for that as well. I mean, that's the way it is nowadays. People, you know, people want to hear stuff online. They want to see things online. Right, exactly. Uh, originally, that video was going to be like a straight performance thing, and I watched it back, and it, it just didn't work as a straight performance. It's, you know, it's been done so many times in advance that a straight performance video, and it, it never looks right. I think you've got to have a bit of a, a little bit of a story or a, a, a bit of fun in there, you know, just so people can keep go back and watching it again, you know. Oh yeah, and the clown and the wolf man. I mean, how perfect! People will get a kick out of that. You yeah. understand what that is referencing? So. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, it's only big country fans that really get the, the clown and the wolf man thing with the, the masks, you know. So the, the whole rest of Snape's thing. So it's, 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 always, it's always good to bring those characters out when, when you're stuck. <laughs> and, they, and they look; those masks look more evil now, you know. <laughs> those... Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> 
But they, they did a good job copping those parts. They seemed believable. They were one of the close ups of the bass player. I was like, he, he's playing the right. Yeah, he's playing the right notes there. That's great. He's a, <laughs> real, he's a great bass player, George. I, yeah. You know, it's just it was kind of underselling those guys because they were really good. Yeah, they're good. They didn't even be the band. <laughs> <laughs> they would be the, the band, the W K W band. Oh, that's fantastic. And and John pointed out too something I noticed after viewing the video, you know, a few times, but. We, we've also got a cameo from Scott Whitley in that video. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, and, and Rory's in there too. It's just um, that was out in the, the streets of Tokyo. That's right. And again, it was just like, Jamie, get the GoPro out, spin around, walk up and down the street, you know. Oh, it's, it's great And um, Scott just happened to be there, you know. I mean, there was lots of there was lots of footage. I mean, it's a shame we were going to use the toilet scene in Japan, but it didn't really work. <laughs> <laughs> what, the toilet or the scene? <laughs> both, both. <laughs> oh that's scary <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save that for Rose Red Sunset that would be perfect <laughs> Bruce as I was saying to you the other day I don't know if Jamie's heard this but we now have we now have just about hit 600,000 total downloads of this show since we started wow that's absolutely amazing that's brilliant, man. nuts so I mean and that you know that speaks a lot more to you guys than it does to us so you know, you... Oh, it's just amazing. I mean, Big Country were never the biggest band in the world, but, you know, we've got a great fan base. The fan base is absolutely amazing and for people to, to, to sit and download and listen to all those podcasts. How many podcasts did you say? This is number 78. <laughs> wow. Jeez. <laughs> You crazy people! You crazy! <laughs> and so, I, I guess you know. In, in closing, with uh, with this whole topic, we should let the let people know. You know, I'm figuring it out too, and I know you you guys are too. Like, how can we how can we get this if we want it? Well, right now we've got a Bandcamp uh, page, which is the Bruce and Jamie Watson Bandcamp page that we just put together. And right now, the the album that's on there or the EP is uh, the WKW EP. And and also, I don't want to let this go by without mentioning um tim eldred who oh yeah yeah tim. yeah i mean if, <clears throat> if you guys check out the cover art for this i mean i think we all agree that it just turned out spectacular and uh yeah tim tim eldred did this and you guys might recognize that name he's been a, a guest in the past on the show as part of some of our, our roundtable shows that he's that we've done and tim is actually an artist and a for uh for marvel um the marvel comics and he uh he directs uh some of the cartoons that are produced nationally here so so he's kind of a big deal <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure is. and he's also a huge big country fan so you know tim actually generously agreed to just do this art for us and uh a lot of it came from an idea that bruce had so and so i mean bruce you want to as we as, as we close talking about this you want to talk a little bit yeah. about that that idea you had yeah, well, kind of originally when you told me that Tim was uh, an illustrator for um, Marvel, I kind of thought, we could all get done up like superheroes. <laughs> right. Tom flying through the air with a cape and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, and then he came back and went, that's, that's incredibly stupid, you know. <laughs> We're going to do it my way. We're going to have four guitars coming out of the ocean <laughs> with hands around them. A, a, a little fishing boat that looks like something that, um, <laughs> the, the perfect storm, you know. Right, right. But uh, it, it was com so completely different from the idea I had in my head. 
but it was great because it's like doing sending you a file or sending you stuff it's like a German idea and then you take it somewhere completely different and that's what um, Tim did and it was just the minute I saw it I just went that what a great album sleeve that would make yeah, you know yeah I know and you can tell he's, he's, he's sketch. I saw the original sketch and it was all done by hand it's not like it was like a go to the photoshop and just you know creating like that you know it was actually done by hand first you know I know so what a genius! I know it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic, and it's funny because there there are four. The one thing we talked about there are there are four arms. Yeah, John swayed up, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we said, you know what? That's true. That might confuse people because there's just three of us, really. But um, and yeah, and, yeah. and so I asked Tim. I was like, is there any way you could maybe make it three? Thinking it would be just an easy thing, but he said, you know, if I do that, I'm going to have to recolor everything. I'm going to have to re- redo all this and. I said, but but we're paying you a king's ransom. Surely you would yeah. do whatever we ask. <laughs> <laughs> so he, no, but we we wanted to sp- spare him a little bit of that extra work. So I said, you know what? Just keep it four. People can wonder about the fourth. Keep it four, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you were the fourth member. It's actually Tim. <laughs> that's right. There you go. Yes, it could be Tim. That that's exactly right. So anyway, so people can find this music on the Bandcamp site for now, and uh, we'll give that address out on the site um Lovely. and uh if, if i don't because i don't have it in front of me at the moment which i should but if you just go to bandcamp.com Laziness. i know <laughs> pathetic <laughs> go to bandcamp.com and search for bruce and jamie watson and you will find it there will obviously be a, a link on the bruce and jamie watson.com site Ooh, yeah definitely Covered. and we'll be sharing it with all the big country pages and i mean we've been talking about you know Working on the future and maybe getting this on iTunes and some of the other things too. So hopefully we'll get it out there and all the digital platforms that people can get it. But for now, it's it's a Bandcamp thing and the and the video is on YouTube and um, yeah. So all those links should be readily available by the time you hear this. Oh, fantastic! So I mean, all I can say in closing with this is uh, you know thank you so much, Bruce and Jamie. I mean for allowing me to to work on this and uh, it's been. No, it's been great. Well, thanks. Absolutely fantastic. We've been an absolute ball. It's like, it's like every, because of our touring schedule, you know, it's like we'd always wait the weekends and we get home on a Sunday night and then Monday, basically, I lie in bed all day to recover. <laughs> and your files would usually arrive, you know, you when I'm back and it's always like a Tuesday. So it's like, right, Jamie, Tom's files are arriving. Let's get in the studio. It's basically, <laughs> basically my living room with a, a laptop. So it's always a pleasant surprise on the, the Tuesday to get the, the files through and see what you've done and then just take it a little bit further and then fire it back to you. And then, you know, and it's a pleasant surprise the following Tuesday when the mix comes back. But, um, that, that, that's why it's taken us a bit of time, just because like our work schedule and, of course, your work schedule. But it's uh, a labour of love. And, you know, if, if, as long as we get that one day a week, uh, being creative in a little studio environments on both sides of the ocean, then you know, long may it continue. It's going to be great fun. I think so too. I think so too. And you know, when people hear this, it's going to be brand new to them because we've really, we've really kept it quiet. So even though we've been working on this for for some months, you know, to to them it'll be like a shock, or you know, hopefully a good shock. <laughs> hopefully a pleasant shock. Yes. <laughs> and I'm looking very much forward to getting my first uh, abuse from people. In the big country, oh, band kind of, you know, camp. Yeah, I mean, who you is know, this you, idiot that you've got working with? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's that, that's the downside, I suppose. But 
Hey ho, everyone's got opinions, haven't they? That's right, that's right. <laughs> everyone's an expert. Tom, you suck. <laughs> but it's Fine, great. you're so positive. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so, well, it's fine. Any, any last uh, comments on... Anything, you know, you want to ask on this? These or... guys suck. <laughs> they suck like hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, no, uh, don't I, buy I, it. I think, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, like, <laughs> you, you don't sing about fire in any of your songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might yet come, I suppose. No, I I, I guess like you guys, I, I, I'm really excited to see what people will think i think this is uh, good stuff i uh, i look forward to the album that you have said this will eventually become uh, i assume you will just I, was, I assume you will just keep up the work with them until you get there yeah we're just going to keep keep chipping away like i say we've got busy heavy schedules so it's you know we've got an idea of the next couple of songs there's a another song called smolder that's in the background at the moment which um uh, kind of started off as a, another idea that I had and Tom took it a little bit further so that that's going to be one of the next songs we'll be working on and then um, hopefully a couple of little surprises in there and like I say we'll just keep chipping away yeah exactly wonderful I can't wait it's, it's awesome it's awesome crazy horses <laughs> Cra- crazy horses crazy send horses. that send that to me Jamie I'll put the drum tracks on it <laughs> nice I'll put the sitar on it <laughs> We need, we need Gene Simmons. We want Gene Simmons to go, wah, wah. Crazy. <laughs> let's do it right now. What, what, what is it? Wah, wah. I'm Gene Simmons from Kiss. Wah, wah. Oh, smoking up the sky. Hey, Gene Simmons from Kiss. Come here. He's going, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, where were the, where were those screams on these on the tracks that we did? You got to get those screams going. <laughs> Well, guys, guys, um, I, we're going to let you go here just a minute here, but we just wanted to ask you if we could just a little bit about general big country stuff. Is that okay? We just asked you some, like what you're doing now and the skids thing that you've been talking about. And so, so I mean, I'd like to lead off with a question. Yeah, go ahead. It's fine. Yeah. All right. So just for some um, general follow up, we, we discussed this in the previous episode of the podcast and I have to, to follow up with you guys. And that is your performance at the Full Metal Cruise. Uh, We kind of paid tribute to that a bit last episode, and we even put in a metal version of In the Big Country. Uh, (laughs) We we, we really want to hear your perspectives. How did it go? And also, how did you get booked for that event? Um, The the booking of the event just came through our agent. And then I didn't think much about it. And then I looked at the bill. And I kind of thought, wait a minute, <laughs> this is extreme heavy metal. It's almost some of the bands are like death metal. And I thought, are we going to go down like a lead balloon? Uh, and it actually worked out great. I mean, they, they were really, really into it, you know. Um, some of those German bands I've never heard of before. Um, the only band that I knew of was um, Rose Tattoo from Australia. 
and they were absolutely amazing. Yeah, they were good. What I'd never ever heard of their stuff before. I just recognised them, you know, recognised the name. Uh, so we went down to watch them, and I was completely blown away by those two. Um, but regarding the, the, it just seems to be the way, the way things are going these days because um, rock and roll is getting older, uh, and everybody's fans. I think you know the MOSFET thing is almost like a lot of people don't want to go there, you know, and it's people want their creature comfort. So a lot of these, a lot of the bands are doing like cruises and with you know the holiday camp kind of thing because. Yeah. You know, people, it's, it's almost like everything under one roof. You don't have to travel. Um, you can be on the boat or you can be the holiday camp for, you know, three or four nights and see your favourite bands and then just turn along to your cabin or your, your chalet or whatever, you know. Uh, we, we've done a couple of cruises now and really, it's just different, uh, but really enjoyable as well. But uh, like I say, I, I don't. I think we were probably on the wrong bill. Although we, we did, we went down great. But I knew you would. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was mainly um, German people and a lot of Scandinavian people, and seriously into their heavy rock. You know, everybody had like the denim jackets on with the patches and Viking helmets. You know, you could probably. You know, That's what Spine's wearing right now. You that spine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was interesting, and it was just something different, you know. But we, we had a great time, and uh, the, the people probably not big country fans, just fans of heavy rock in general, and they, they really liked it. So That's incredible. At, what what about <laughs> Battle Beast? What what were your impressions of the band Battle Beast? <laughs> is that a made up name you made up I just saw that name on the bill and it made me laugh <laughs> Battle Beast <laughs> to, to be honest with you I don't think I could even pronounce the names of the bands that are on the bill there was a lot, lot, lot of names and X's and stuff like that but um, Rose Tattoo oh, I mean check them out on a YouTube you know absolutely fantastic band you can see why the singer was kind of in the line for ACDC, you know, after Bon Scott passed away. You can, he's just got that kind of voice, you know. Oh, fantastic. I'll have to check that out. What, what about the set list that you put together for that show? What, what, did you did you make any different, um, you know, changes? Or were there any songs that you thought, you know, we're not going to play that? Yeah, we, we, obviously we didn't play Ships. Um, <laughs> but we, we, we kind of we chucked in a few of the Steeltown songs because they're kind of up-tempo and in your face heavy anyway we, we didn't heavy it up or anything like that but we just thought you know we're not going to play too many ballads you know we've got to <laughs> be a bit more up tempo you know but I think you know people I mean, even the way we do look away it's kind of it's, it's a lot it's a lot heavier than the way it was recorded the, the recording look away is almost like pop kind of bits you know whereas look away when we do it live it's kind of a bit heavier anyway so same within a big country it's, it's you know on, on record, it was all done with clean guitars, and the way we were always performing, it, even with the original lineup, it was always heavier. You know what I mean? So, so no, no, we, 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 we didn't actually tailor the way we played, but we just changed the set, and it was only like a forty-five minute set anyway. So you've got to mm. you're kind of limited in what, what you do. Right, right. Well, it's like it's like I, I said this on the show that we did last when we were talking about this. This um, I I have a lot of friends who are or, you know, when I grew up and was in college especially, who were into that kind of stuff predominantly. Yeah. 
I've always played big country music to them, and I've never had one person, you know, not react favorably to you guys. Even if they, awesome. you know, they always they always pick up on that guitar and the 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 power of it. And even if it's not, you know, as distorted as they would prefer, they always they always respect you guys at the very least. So I knew you you would go over well. Yeah, because we get the play yeah. of it, you know. But um, yeah, I think I think that was always the 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 thing with big country. It's you know our records are kind of more commercial and pop sounded more of a pop kind of production, just because commercialism, you know, and the way we play live is uh, it's, a, it's a different kettle of fish altogether. You know, it's 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 kind of weird. We're kind of like too heavy to be on an, an '80s package, but. We're, but we're too light to be in a heavy metal package, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did okay. I actually saw an update from Scott Whitley where he said you didn't change who you were, but you did perhaps uh, power up the riffs a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I saw actually three video clips from that cruise, and one of them was um, you playing Chance. It sounded phenomenal, but I've never heard you riff so much to that song before. <laughs> <laughs> Germany previously that we ended up on a doing a couple of festivals and they were basically heavy rock festivals you know um, which is great because when you go out to Germany and Scandinavia I mean heavy rock um, is it, huge out there you know it's it's massive yep so we we kind of been in that mode anyway for a few days beforehand and um, playing at these um, rock rock festivals. A, when I say heavy rock, it's the kind of festivals that say Nazareth would do or Deep Purple, not not your um, Hollywood kind of heavy rock, you know, not 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 like Motley Crue kind of rock, you know, but more more blues based. Right. Yeah, that's the perfect distinction. And, and just the last question I have about that show: Did, did they actually? Did you actually get any sing along with Chance going at that show? To me, to me yeah. We did a lot of it, yeah. I would love to have seen yeah, that. Think, oh my gosh! Although, yeah, because we did two sets. Yeah. And the first time we did it, we thought they're never going to do a sing sing along, and we just kind of we, we kind of admitted that and just went right to the power chord. Um, and then the second time we're on stage at midnight, and people were like a bit more looser, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so they, <clears throat> we we just broke it down, and they they, did, they actually went, but they did they did the sing along bit, which was great. That's fantastic. That's great. I just was curious about that visual. <laughs> yeah. I saw saw that photo, by the way, of you playing in front of that pool. And that's got to be one of the most surrealistic pictures I've ever seen of Big Country. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know you put in the top deck uh, a ship, uh, a luxury cruise liner, and you're playing just in front of the swimming pool with all these mad Scandinavians and Germans just 
with their bike and helmets diving into the pool. I don't know, we've, we've played on top of haystacks before, that was quite surreal. Oh yeah, we've been anywhere. Haystacks. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fucked up. American tour, years, five years ago, six years ago, uh, we ended up playing in the back of a flatbed lorry that was done out in haystacks, like a, a farmyard scene. Like, yeah, I remember that because um, I, I started jumping about on a... Uh, well, on the stage and Mark's drums started falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, man. Well, the other big uh, shows that you guys did was, of course, Japan. And um, what was that experience like going back to Japan after, you know, for, for you, Bruce, for it had been 83, yeah. right, since you'd been there? Yeah, Japan was just amazing. It's just it's just fantastic. You know, the opportunity that we've got to travel. Um, Audience-wise, it's very much like playing in a hard rock cafe. It's like the, the people buy their tickets. But included in that ticket price is you get the band in front of you, but you sit down and have your dinner while watching the band. <laughs> uh, uh, we were doing like two 70-minute two sets, I think. So you would do a show in the afternoon and then come off and get your dinner, whatever, and have a break, and then come back on at 9 o'clock at night and do this, the same show. Um, to different people um, so it was just so strange walking on stage and everyone's sitting down having their dinner you, you kind of always felt like you were interrupting them you know <laughs> but but after you know two or three songs they, they, they get up and they start just, just like a normal gig yeah once the food settled it was great <laughs> oh, yeah, once they've dinner dinner will be toilet break then they're, they're back to normal but uh, it, it was, Japan was amazing Um only did well. It was three shows, about six shows in three days. Um, a day, a day to get there, and about a day off in the middle, and a, obviously a travel day back. So it was. We were in Tokyo uh, and Osaka, and it was it was just great, you know. When we go abroad, we're like tourists, you know, we're out in the streets with the cameras, and you know, just soaking up. I mean, I, I just love traveling anyway. I, I hate. Getting there, I hate the flight. Same, same with going to America. I just hate doing that flight thing. But, but once I'm I'm there at the New York airport and John picks me up, that's that's me. I'm in heaven. <laughs> that's great. Good job, John. Well done, John. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh man. Okay, so guys, last thing I wanted to ask you about, and Swan might have something else to, to jump in here too, but. Uh, the, uh, the skid stuff that you've been talking about, the acoustic stuff with the skids, uh, can you talk a little bit about what that is and what's the what's the current state of the skids? Uh, are, you, are you planning more shows? Are you? Oh yeah, there's still more shows. There's still there's been shows booked for ages. So basically, <clears throat> we've done a few shows where um, Richard's been asked to perform at um, like an art, art centre, we've got an art centre in Dunfermline called the, the fire station, it actually was an old fire station, um, but you couldn't do a, a, a full-blown sketch loud guitar show in a place like that, so it's, it's, it's always been like an audience with Richard kind of thing where people would ask, it would be like a questions and answer kind of thing from the, the audience and then we'd play some songs acoustically, uh, just do acoustic versions of uh, like songs like Into the Valley and Saints Are Coming. So we've got a few shows done. So we're basically, um, I'm just mixing them this week. And also there was a, 
a free download thing for the pledge people for the Burn Cities album where they got three acoustic tracks and we we went into Rory's studio and we re-recorded some sketch songs acoustically. So I think they they're all like anyway, like the Saints are coming in, the Valley and Fields we did them. So there's a few 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 songs lying about the skids that just need um, <coughs> a few overdubs and some mixing done. And regarding the, the, the two leg, I think the we've got some dates in uh, December. Couple of, there's two there's a double header thing with obviously DC and skids in December and then January and February there's dates. Um and I think we finish up with the skids around about July when we're doing that. I think it's July anyway. Uh, we're doing a a gig with the Buscox and Penetration down at the Royal Albert Hall in, in London. And then so we'll probably finish finish on a high there and then just park it up for a, a little while. Maybe Richard's talking about maybe doing some acoustic shows next year as well. So <clears throat> there'll be festivals. I think the skids have got there'll be a few festivals that we'll do. But after that we're just gonna we're gonna park it up for a while, I think. And then that obviously gives us more time to do more hands across the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> great. Well, that works for me. But I love hearing the skid yeah. stuff too. So that that's fantastic. Yeah, skid stuff. It's, it's just it's, it's just good fun. You know, it's just maybe we get to, it, it, it's similar to my company, but not. You know what I mean? But it's just it's good to get a a wee break and go out and do that stuff. But it was never going to last forever anyway. You know. But I think what skids have achieved, especially bringing out a new album and you know having youth produce that album it's just it's just been great fun you know and i i saw too that uh that you had an old old buddy appear at a recent show uh, i saw some pictures of tony uh oh yeah up. tony turned up in the sunshine we were doing an exeter about two weeks ago um and we didn't, we didn't hook up for ages and i thought exeter that's god i've got to be close to me tony lives now looked at the old map and it worked out it was about 30 miles away kind of thing so I just got in the blower and got along to the, the sound check and we just sat in a, a good old natter in the, the dressing room and introduced them to Simon and, and Scott and they got in like a house on fire that's great I just saw him post something this morning and he, and he talked about that and said those are those are fine fellows Simon and Scott <laughs> oh nice nice so good That's that was great to see from a fan perspective so that's awesome yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, appreciate it so much. You guys coming on and talking about this, and uh, I'm excited about. Yeah. I'm excited about the reaction that we'll get. We'll see what happens, and yeah. um, can't wait to make more more music with you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, like yeah. I say, we'll um, we'll start uh, sending files across the ocean again. Hopefully, maybe, maybe even next week. Sounds good. Oh, you know, brilliant. Well, that's been an absolute blast, guys. We've yeah. Every minute of that. It's great fun. It really has. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thanks so much. Just thank, thank you, guys. Okay. okay. We're, we're going to sign off. All right, guys. Take care. Okay. Bye, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. All bye, the best. Everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, Gene. Bye, bye Gene Simmons. Bye. <laughs> um, oh, my cheeks. Uh, how do you hang up? Okay, everyone, that is episode 78 of the Great Divide podcast. And as you might imagine, this was a pretty, a pretty special one for me. Um, it's been amazing to be working on this music with Bruce and Jamie over the last few months. 
and it's been kind of hard not to say anything about it, but uh, I'm glad we didn't say anything about it until now because it's nice to be able to tell you about it and then also to be able to present you with the finished versions. So uh, hope you guys enjoy it, really do, and I hope you uh, will let me know what you think. So thanks so much to Svine, John, Bruce, Jamie, and I also wanted to let you know the exact site uh, where you can download this if you feel so inclined to do so. I uh, didn't quite have it ready when I was doing the show. But if you want want to download any of this, sample the tracks, go to bjwatson.bandcamp.com. That's bjwatson.bandcamp.com. And there you can see the beautiful cover art uh, designed by Tim Eldred. And you can sample the three tracks that are on this EP, and you can purchase, download them if you would like to. So, uh, you know, hope, hope you do. Hope you, hope you feel them worthy enough to add to your collection. And if you want to download any of my own stuff, too, you can do that. If you go to kirchmusic.com, you can find my own music, uh, including the most recent thing I, I've done, which is an EP called Rail. And there are four other uh, full-length albums available, too. And that's on iTunes, Spotify, whatever. Just search for, for uh, Thomas Kirchable on any of those places and you'll and you'll find it but hopefully um more wkw music is coming in the near future in fact we're working on stuff already so i'm sure it will it's just a matter of timing and and getting the time to do it but obviously as you can imagine it's uh it's not too hard to make time for something like this at least from my perspective so it's been quite a thrill and quite an honor so anyway thanks for listening we really appreciate it and swine and i will be back uh fairly soon hopefully with another episode where we will be talking strictly big country stuff but in the meantime hope you enjoy this new music and uh hope it means something to you i know it does to me so thanks everyone talk to you soon i must say i'm sitting in front of my laptop because we're doing this on skype and I'm sitting in front of the laptop, and there in the middle of the laptop is a picture of a mustachioed John. I mean, that is got to be the village people's mustache I've ever seen. And he's got the cop hat on, and he's got the dark sunglasses. It's just so <laughs> camp. I love. I mustache you a question. <laughs> You've got to get that picture online somewhere. I thought it was a very fetching photograph of myself. <laughs> it is fetching. It's definitely fetching. Yeah, I mean, I think that would get a lot of likes. <laughs> come, come fetch me a village people record, will you, John? Uh, young man. Hands across the ocean, right? To the future.